Welcome to my Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast with me, Tiffany Jo Baker, where we help you experience God's power and rest in your purpose and progress as you move forward step-by-step in all the things God has called and created you to do at home and around the world. Hi, y'all, and welcome back to my Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast. I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, and today I have with me again my husband of 22 years, Brian Baker. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. He gets so excited when I say, hey, honey, we get to record a podcast this weekend. Yes. Put that on your honey-do list. That's fun. Well, today we're going to talk about three things that can end a marriage. And over the years, Brian and I have been in different forms of marriage and family ministry, but we've done, worked with quite a few couples from premarital to in crisis and helped them through coaching and um, walking life with them and different things like that. And so we've got to live it out. We've been married for 22 years. We have, when we were pastors at a church, able to look at curriculum and teach things and things like that. And we found a few core key nuggets. And so we wanted to share them with you today. It's something that we, um, when we break down any kind of conflict with couples, it normally, how many, what percent of the time would you say it goes back to? Quite a bit. It's going to fall into these categories uh, with most people. Yeah. So I would say maybe 90% of the time, it would go back to one of these three things to where issues started. And so those three things are unconscious roles, unspoken rules, and unmet expectations. So today we're going to break those down a little bit and what you can do to end those cycles so they don't end your marriage. So starting with an unconscious role, right? What is an unconscious role? What would that be? Um, we, I have a few examples I'll give you here. Um, a big one is who provides income. There's, there's many times that, uh, you have to figure that out. And, um, a, a lot of these things you're going to discover too come from family background and family history. Like what did your parents do? What did your family do? And so whether that's good or bad or right or wrong, it comes from that family unit a lot of times. So, And so what that is, the unconscious role is basically where we don't even realize it, but in our brains and in our mind and in our heart, we think one of the genders should be doing this role. Like he should be doing this and I should be doing this, or she should be doing this and I should be doing this. So he's giving you some examples of what those roles might be that you don't even realize you think they should be doing. It's the shoulds, right? Sure. You ever heard people say, don't should on yourself? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what these are, these unconscious roles. Okay, give us a couple more. Um, who stays at home when kids come along or- Yeah, when they get can, sick, who stays home and takes off work? That's and a good one. Can you even afford to do that is, I mean, another question in that role. Who does the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry- all the cars, the, who does yeah. the outside and who does the inside. Um, lots of lots of different upkeep and maintenance stuff of just life. Yeah. Whether that's children related, whether that's house related, whether that's um, vehicles, whatever that may Finances be. Finances is a big sure. one that we, when we talk to couples, especially going through premarital with them on what they're going to do with their finances and who's going to do what. 
big one because they come in with these unconscious expectations on how it's supposed to play out. Yeah. And then it can, we'll get into it, but that's where your frustrations come. Absolutely. So, all right. So unspoken rules, these are the things that you're like, this is how it should be done. And, um, said or unsaid is just like in your mind you have this standard operating procedure manual and then you get married (laughs) so give us some examples um kind of going back to some of the house stuff is um we had rules in my family and i'll just give mine an example like every saturday the whole family worked on cleaning the house Mm -hmm. so um that has worked out good for us. It's kind of been a standard operating procedure. In fact, we just got done cleaning. Yes. <laughs> yes. We just got done. Um, which includes for us lawn and stuff. So like some of the outside stuff will, will be me and, mm-hmm. and inside stuff um, is more more Tiffany oriented. At Except least. for if there's Except, not outside stuff, then yes. I pull you in. And in the off season, I'm, I'm, a, you're an inside I'm an MVP. Guy. Yep. <laughs> Um, when you come home from a trip, this is kind of a joke for us, but when you come home from a trip, you unpack immediately. Absolutely. I and didn't all those have, who said you pack unpack right when you get home, say amen. Had no clue that that was a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. It was a it was a rule. Um, and then the classic stuff for a lot of marriages and stuff is like, where do you squeeze the toothpaste? Mm-hmm. Bottom or middle or Wherever you uh, Wherever. It. Toilet paper. Does it go over? Does it go under? All of those classic examples um, of just little rules that um, can be different for every single person. And so um, uh, I think the enemy would love to use any of those little things to create friction and problems in a marriage. And so um, we're just bringing those things out so that we can understand yeah. and talk about little things because little things can become big things. So, all right. So we talked about unconscious rules, unspoken rules, and now unmet expectations. This is when in your brain, you expect your spouse to do these things, want to do these things, be this way, have these type of priorities, and it doesn't get met. What are some examples? Um, there can be expectations for even like the romance side of a marriage. So that can be like date nights. Like I expect to have a date night this often, or um, it can even be sex. I expect to have sex this often. And um, I expect uh, my spouse or my husband or my wife to um, to work alongside me or with me and bring in income as well. Or um, she could have expectations that I'm the sole breadwinner. And so um, and not even just that you're the sole breadwinner. It's like I I found out early in our relationship, uh, she had expectations of what a good salary should be for me. Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, um, yes. but, and so we, we, I mean, we have a lot of family jokes. We laugh about a lot of things yeah. and it's because we've, we've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have uh, expectations of we will have children by certain age. Yeah. or a certain stage of life or whatever that may be. So um, there's a lot of different things that could go into that. It can even be on the spiritual side where, um, well, I expect my husband to um, initiate devotions and initiate being the, the, the leader in the home spiritually. So I'm not going to prompt him, but I expect him and I have these expectations um, for him to do these things. And so 
Um, we all have these different expectations um, that we bring into a marriage and they can they can be wonderful, but they can also be very destructive. And it, and it really is a key in how we um, manage those expectations and work um, towards so that middle ground and figuring that let's out. Let's talk about that. How, about how to deal with these things because we all have them we all come into them and the key is you don't know you have them until Correct. what until these these roles rules or expectations have been violated yeah so you don't know it's a problem until the problem comes up yes you don't know it's a thing correct until it's a problem and and that's when the the issues start and that's when you have to be able to manage these well because if it if it grows let's use this example and i was looking up while he was talking i was looking up the verse that talks about it's the little foxes that ruin the vineyards the little foxes that ruin the vineyards and that's from um song of solomon 215 it's that little things that get in there day after day eek on you work on you mm -hmm. And can destroy the whole vineyard, the whole relationship. Yep. Um, let's use an example of what if your expectation, you came from a family or just you yourself personally, where birthdays are a big deal for you. Like birthdays are your thing, celebrating, you love to celebrate. And then comes around your birthday and husband forgets. <laughs> let's say he forgets or he doesn't do anything extravagant extravagant is also in the eye of the beholder right there's an know? expectation of what how you should celebrate Absolutely. how you should um, is that private is it public now with the way social media right. is and like making it a big deal for others to see like there's there's so many uh different things that go along with that uh socially now yeah. so so the violation has happened your birthday has passed, or maybe you're in the thick of it. He still hasn't done anything, said anything or whatever. What do we do from there? We have awareness for it. Now, what do we need to do? Well, the, the best thing we can do is in a loving way, express and talk and communicate and, and let the, let your spouse know that there's been a violation of a role, a rule and expectation. And what you need to do is talk about them. You can see if it's if it's warranted, see where it's coming from and um, and come to a middle ground. Um, you you really need to make these things a win-win. Um, they can be a huge blessing because it can make me step up to something that I would not have normally stepped up to and, and raise my game as a husband to love her. I don't think there's a spouse out there that would say, I want to um, invest my time and my efforts in a way that doesn't communicate love to my spouse. So if I have a, if I have an opportunity to up my game and do that in a way that actually communicates and expresses love to Tiffany, then that's the way that I want to do it. And mm -hmm. so nobody wants to spin their wheels in their efforts of loving their spouse. Yeah. Well, I think in just the same way as once that's violated, you realize, oh, that's a thing for me. Sure. So it was, it's an awareness for ourselves that that's something that's important to us. And by being able to communicate that it becomes aware, they become aware of it as well. Now I would recommend not communicating in the heat of the moment. No, we never want to deal with it when you are hot, when you are super frustrated. Um, it's always when you can think and speak rationally, mm -hmm. logically. And I always recommend that we go back to the heart of our spouse. Like Brian was talking about, know 
husband, wife, spouse wants to not love their, their partner or not, doesn't want to bomb at doing it. Their heart, they're together because of love. Their heart is to do that. So I think it's important to go back and be like, you know what? Their heart wasn't to, to flop on this. It wasn't to fail on this. Number one, they didn't know because I didn't know. And number two, had, had they known it probably would have responded differently. And there, you also have to give grace too, because typically we're going to, um, a lot of times opposites do attract. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have different personalities and different, um, strengths and giftings. And that's what, that's what actually draws you together, Mm -hmm. um, and can really bring, um, a unique, um, package that the Lord brought together. And so, um, you have to be, if it's, if it's a need or desire for one, it may not be a need or desire for the other. And so understanding those differences can, can really allow there to not be as much frustration. It's not personal. Um, you can depersonalize those things and allow that to be, um, a blessing and a learning lesson for, for both parties. And sometimes we have to decide, is this, is this a battle I want to take on? Sure. You know, can I just let this go? Like, is this really a big deal? And if it is a big deal, then it is something that you need to either manage and deal with yourself in yourself and your expectations, or take it that next step further, not in the heat of the moment when you can have a constructive relationship talk with your spouse and let them know like, Hey, you might not know this, but birthdays are a big deal to me. And, and then kind of go from there. And maybe that's the next birthday. You're making it a big deal for somebody else. And you have that conversation like, you know what? I want to make this special for them because birthdays are a big deal for me. And they might just get the message or you might need to spell it out a little bit more. But these unconscious rules, unspoken rules, unmet expectations, when they're violated, that's when issues can arise. And if we have awareness ourselves, if our spouse has awareness, we can choose how we're going to manage and deal with those things so that they don't become bigger things. There's a, almost like a, uh, this graph that I have written out for some couples about how this grows. If you don't deal with, let's go back to that birthday. If you don't deal with the disappointment in yourself of how that birthday was celebrated, it can grow to hurt. And if you don't go back and deal with that disappointment and that hurt, it can grow to bitterness and resentment. And when things compile, the next birthday happens, the next argument happens, the next whatever happens, it grows and it can grow because you haven't dealt with those little foxes. Going back to the initial disappointment and hurt grows to bitterness and resentment. And then if it continues to grow, it can grow to questioning the person. Like are then you're questioning their heart. Are they even a good person? Do they even care? Am I married to the right man? And if you still don't go back and deal with those little things, it grows into questioning the marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's when your heart is cut off through bitterness and resentment. And you've questioned the person and you've questioned the relationship when many people choose to get out. And I don't, I don't want to, um, I'm not trying to repeat what you said, but I want to highlight something that you said. And that's, um, when when these things are talked about, it can't be in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that that's a parenting tip too. Um, my best conversations with our girls have always been 
pre any situation or post any situation. I don't think mm -hmm. w the productivity of any conversation during the heat of anything has ever been anywhere near as productive as anything pre or post. Yeah. Um, it's almost like after uh, there's some correction, redirection, whatever you, uh, whatever that may be, um, it's the, it's going to be the same with a, with a spouse. Mm -hmm. um, it's you reaching out and showing that there's love and there's care and there's concern and there's genuine relationship there. And so I have literally watched, you can see it in, in our girl's face when you talk to them after the fact, when it's not the heat of the moment. And it's almost like you're, you're just reeling them back in with love mm -hmm. of here's the heart of why I said no. Here's the heart of why this is a big deal or why we're trying to protect you from this. Um, and if your spouse and if your kids, I mean, just in that analogy, if they can always trust that your heart is good and your heart is pure and your motives are are good, these things literally will melt away mm -hmm. because you're taking it back to the heart of the issue and you're allowing truly the love of God to come through you um, in a way that computes and shows this not this is not personal. This is yeah. not against me. This is we are a team. Uh, we are a family. This is how we're going to operate. And it and it really just brings this unity in the marriage or unity in the family like there was there would not have been before. Yeah. And I think it's so important what you said that pre pre thing communication. Like if you know that birthdays are a big deal to you. Yes. Before your birthday, tell your husband. Yeah. Like set him up for yeah, success. Don't booby trap us. <laughs> yeah. Set them up for success and yes. just let them know. Like, or like if your Christmas present's a big deal, get it for yourself and have yep. them wrap it. That's what we do. Uh, whatever <laughs> it is, but just remember that it's going to be a lot easier when you deal with the little things before they grow to big things and that there is a heat of, in the heat of the moment. You want to deal with the little foxes, the yeah. little things so they don't grow. And sometimes that's dealing with it just ourselves and letting it go and overcoming those expectation rules and rules. And sometimes it takes bringing the other one in so that they're aware as well and they can help you yeah. manage it. We do not read minds well. <laughs> we think that we do. Both, you try. both genders. Yes, we try. <laughs> but Honestly, the best way is communication yeah, for sure. For and, sure. and talking. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, we hope that this has given you some, some strategy, some success for your marriage and relationships, how these three things can help you um, succeed more in your marriages and in your parenting and in all the places that you do. Brian and I get to go and speak about some of this at a marriage retreat coming up. So if you are, are part of a marriage group, maybe it's at a church or whatever, wherever it might be, and you'd like us to come, reach out. We'd love to come and speak to your group too, more about different marriage goals and how we can be a dream team together instead of just roommates. Yes. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. God bless you. See ya. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today on My Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast. If you enjoyed our time together and are taking away a nugget that has inspired your soul and success, would you share this episode with a loved one who could use it too? And if you haven't already, take a moment to rate and review this podcast and help me help others fuel and fulfill their faith journeys. 
Until next time, I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, a three-time surrogate, speaker, and strategizer who loves to help you birth your God-given dreams at home and around the world. Now go do all the things God has called and created you to do with the grace and gifts God has given you.